0: Hello everyone, welcome to Sky Sports Fantasy Football Video, courtesy of Fantasy Football Scout. Uh, I am Luke and joined as ever by Niall. Nile, how was your game week, mate?
1: <laughs> uh, um, you know, we said when we sat here last week there was going to be a lot of us feeling sorry for ourselves. Uh, I'm not feeling as sorry for myself this week, but uh, it wasn't the best week. I would say last week was a 2 or 3 out of 10. This was probably a 5. How about you?
0: Yeah, I'd, five's generous. I think it's been two shocking weeks for me since overhaul. Um, doing much better on my B team, but it's basically due to one man, Cristiano Ronaldo, I suppose. Well, not one man. There was some other things as well, but he was the main. He's the main issue. But yeah, it's still early days. I don't want to moan. I don't want to moan too much. It's still early days. We've got a lot of games to come, and um, yeah, I'm sure we talked about it before. With so many good premium options and not being able to fit them all into your team there's going to be some disgusting swings to come isn't there in the, in the future weeks and you just have to hope you're on the right side of the majority of them and that's the name of the game um, talk us through how you, how it went then per player if you can Yeah. Uh,
1: so I broke 100 points which was obviously welcome but I think a lot of other top managers had points that were up to 120-130 mark I was at 108 so standard I think probably run of the mill captains, Salah getting 30 points um, on the Saturday, and then Ronaldo getting uh, a 10 points double to 20 on the Sunday. I, yeah, so there were a few, there were still a few uh, misnomers this week. So uh, obviously everyone knows about Mendy. Um, He didn't turn up on on Sunday. A lot of people having taken Pickford out, who didn't turn up on Saturday, who's out with a shoulder injury. Um, I was carrying Richarlison into the game week from DCL getting injured. So sure as hell, Richarlison's followed him up with an injury too. I was going to be getting rid of Richarlison anyway. I moved him on to Lukaku, who had a rear blank. So hopefully that's me not ruining him. Um, there was no Torres uh, from Man City. So that was another kick in the balls. I, and I didn't have Webster. Obviously, he was already injured. But I decided to hold Webster this week. Just because I was assessing the options, and I'm actually quite glad that I did because I don't think any of the other replacements did hugely well. Um, so, yeah, highlights from the week uh, obviously, Salah and Ronaldo. I think that the highlight of my overhaul so far, this makes sense silly because the guy's only got six points, it's actually El Um El 6.3 million for Southampton, and he looks like he's bedding himself into the team. He picked up our a rogue tackle bonus a wait man city the weekend and looked pretty good so i'm optimistic about that and, and obviously um rafinha getting that haul on friday night is he injured as well we don't know so yeah problems still with the team going forward in terms of transfers required but overall not terrible despite all the injuries
0: yeah nice um i mean i suffered a lot of of what you did there so i mean i've got mendy for example i got torres um, yeah, Lukaku, I bought in as well for Richarlison. Thanks for Richarlison, Now, by the way. <laughs> you talked me into it. Now, I'm not going to blame you. I'm not going to blame you. I, I make my own decisions at the end of the day. Um, yeah, so it's, it's not been great, but my team's right up on the screen there. I got 92 points. Obviously, Mr. the keeper, as I just said. Christensen played. That was nice. They didn't get the passing bonus to Chelsea defenders, but uh, I'm not going to complain if they're going to pick up clean sheets instead. That's absolutely fine. Um, the really... <laughs> The strange thing for me is I, I actually had no captain uh, on the on Sunday the 19th because obviously Antonio had his red card. So before I brought in Lukaku, I was actually on captain Rudiger and I was deciding whether to bring in Lukaku for Richardson or not. Now had Richardson been fit, I might have just held off because Everton have obviously got Norwich this week and then done the Lukaku move later on, which was my original plan when Calvin Irm was there. But obviously when Richarlison didn't play, I was like, well, he's not going to be back in time for Norwich anyway, so I'm going to do it. So obviously the captain then goes to Lukaku. It was just so funny how the chain of events changes things because I actually would have put some points back there with Captain Rudiger, because if you look at my team, there was no other person I was going to captain on that day. Um Troyore in my team, he's just been... I mean, I know he picked up a, a man of the match the other day, but that was a big letdown. I also went one step further and bought in Markel for Webster rather than hold it. I wish I didn't do that because straight away... It wasn't just the fact that he got the one point the level of performance from him was just... It, it was not good, was it? It was a bad game for Marcao. He looked very, very dodgy, very suspect. He actually got hooked, I think, as well, towards the end. Yeah, he did. Yeah, um, not surprising. And um, I knew he was a rotation risk, but I still i still did it. I don't know why I'd do this to myself. So I'm already making transfers in areas that um, I really shouldn't. So we'll have He's to see. The logic.
1: They've got good fixtures, all that stuff. But yeah, he was... He was tragically bad on on Saturday. Fingers crossed for you. That's not him now planted to the bench for a couple of games. But um,
0: yeah, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. Was, I mean, the, only, the thing that made me go for him was the fact that when I, I did my little article for um for fantasy football scout and I was looking at the options and I had never really considered him as I just think he's too injury prone and he's rotation he's a rotation risk. But obviously wolves have been doing pretty well in terms of the stats. You know, not really the returns. He obviously got two assists the week before. was so advanced up the pitch. I thought, okay, fair enough. But it was the tackle bonus. It was three times in four weeks. I thought, okay, I don't like to get a defender if they don't come with bonus. But apparently, he can get bonus. So, you know, if they do get beat, he'll hopefully pick that up. But Sod's law, he doesn't get that in this game. Um, but there we go. If he's a problem and he's not playing, then I will have to fix it. And if your mate Elinusi keeps playing, he's around the same price. I can just stick him in midfield or I can go to Duffy, who even looks more nailed on now again. Because some injuries potentially um, or look to find the money um, I'm hoping in some ways that this week Triara gets injured to be honest because I don't want him on my team so I can switch him to Gallagher and then I can uh, have some more money for, for someone at the
1: back or something but there hey, we go Hang on a minute you're telling me that after this, the start that we've had I mean you've probably had about nine injuries in the first two <laughs> weeks you're telling me you're you're wishing for another injury at this week <laughs> so are you mad? Yeah Be I, careful what you wish for for sure you <laughs> may end up you might end up getting Lukaku injured or something with these wishes. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think I've got an average of about 5.6 players per game with <laughs> at the moment, either injuries or dropping. It's just, yeah, it's not been good. Anyway, anyway, um, we're going to start off with the questions. We think it's probably the best way to do it, just because um, then we don't cover a lot of, a lot of the questions in our, in our normal chat, because obviously the hot topics are the things that are, are plaguing our minds as well. Um, so hopefully you guys can see the questions there on the screen. And we're just going to work through them. So uh, I'll file them your way first now. So this is from John underscore NUFC. Is Ramsdale too risky a pick for a goalkeeper? I need to replace Pickford. Yeah, unfortunate there. And it's either him or Martinez to cover the captaincy in the Villa versus Arsenal game? Or is it worth skipping and getting another keeper? Um, What
1: do you think? Jeez. I was hoping you were going to bet me in easily there with uh, some under underhand questions before you go for the overhand but that's that's a good question from john uh, and a question i think a lot of people will be thinking about just now so the answer that i would say is if ramsdale is going to play he's a great option it means you can bring in an arsenal player um covered off those two games if you're needing to make a transfer anyway uh, he, he i think he picked up man of the match at the weekend he looks he looks surprisingly solid for someone who i thought was pretty terrible for for sheffield united at times last season um the question is, the big question mark is, is he actually going to be playing every game? And I think Arteta's comments last week, granted, I think it was before his performance at the weekend, so he's probably done himself favours by that performance at the weekend, was that he's not decided between the two of them. Um, and so, yeah, I think he he is a risk. And the last thing you would want to do is bring him in this week. You know, it's still three or four weeks until that arsenal game i think it's the 18th of october that they're actually required a lot could change between now and then that's the only caution that i would urge um but i think he's i think he's a good option i could see myself bringing him in put it this way if i was in your situation i could see myself bringing him in but i'd be scrutinizing every comment that arteta has made about him uh, before i did so because the last thing you want is to have no captain after having spent a transfer bringing an arsenal player in Uh, when you absolutely need them. What do you think?
0: Yeah, no, I I think he probably is going to stay in the first team because as soon as they've come in, I mean, he's lucky in a way because the fixtures have obviously been very good from the moment he's come in. So you could argue that if Leno was playing, it wouldn't have been any different. But um, I don't think that, that necessarily means anything. The fact that Ramsdale's come in and they've done well, they've kept the clean sheets suggests that to me he's now the first choice now what could that change if he pulls a howler potentially I suppose um, so I suppose it comes down to it probably shouldn't work like this but for me it would probably come down to how many transfers I've used already if I've used more than I expected at this point due to injuries and, and people getting dropped like I have um, then I currently like most I think had um, an arsenal transfer uh, planned in you know for those for the double week and then to take someone else so that's another two transfers. Now, if you don't really want to use them, then I think going for Ramsdale kind of takes that out of the equation. You know, you bring in the keeper and then you can argue you can keep him for a long while. So you're kind of saving yourself transfers just by going for him. And let's be fair, most of the Arsenal captains for those, to those two games, Ramsdale could easily be the best one, to be honest. There isn't any massive stand out yeah. there. Yeah. So I I do kind of like it, but I do, I mean, you're, this is a man talking, who's had about 5.6 players per week and and Niall's saying, you know, there's a chance they might miss out. So I if it was just, you know, I'm going to get get a keeper and leave him for the rest of the season, I still think Raya, despite the games are really bad uh, for like the first sort of three or four, then they go on a, a really nice run of about four games, I think, after that. But he's already shown, I think, that he's he's probably the best cheap keeper. And and it, and I've said it many times, I think just having no money in goal is sometimes a really good thing just to allow you to those other moves. I mean, me, I'm, I'm sat with Mendy right now and it's great when it works. I think he's the other really good option. Um but for a start he's injured at the moment so I wouldn't be bringing him in right now just in case um, you know the, the, I look at my team and I'm stuck with the likes of How, for example I'd like that extra money to go to that next level of defender I'd really love to and I, and the first place I look was well, where can I chop and change it's always the goalkeeper so I just think Ramsdale, I don't mind it. I'd probably be tempted to do that, but Raya is probably just the easy season hold pick now. I think at the, the low price to just give you the max flexibility, and he might not end up being, you know, the top five goalkeepers, but I think he'll be there or thereabouts. I don't think it'll be too much difference between him and say Sanchez or anyone like that. I think it'll be pretty close in the end. So that would be my tips. I know it's kind of fancy, but it's a, it's a, it's a tough question to be honest. Good luck with it. One
1: thing I would, <laughs> one thing I would add finally though on the Arsenal. Dilemma, because this is a question that I imagine will come up later on. There's a case to be made that Ramsdale or the goalkeeper, if it if it ends up being Leno, um or Ramsdale, are probably looking like the best options because the defenders, the centre backs, just aren't getting passing. Yeah, I, know, I think yeah. White hasn't hasn't been anywhere near it. I don't think he's had passing bonus once this season. I don't it think so. Could no. be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. So, yeah, you know, last season a lot of people brought in Rob Holding. I actually brought in Leno last season for the Arsenal doubleheader. Um, but, yeah, if they get the clean sheet, they get the extra two points, whereas the extra two points that you might be relying on through passing bonus, I'm not sure will come mm. from White or from Gabriel. So this is why I, I hate giving a, an on-the-fence answer, but um, if he is going to be nailed on, I think he's probably the best, certainly best Arsenal defensive option.
0: I suppose you could look at it like this: if you bring him in, and then for some reason he does get dropped, and then you have to use another transfer, that's pretty much the same as going for another Arsenal player as captain for two weeks and then transferring out again. In terms of transfer use, it's quite similar. And in this in this case, you are fixing a problem. Yeah, you might then have to refix it again, but I, I think the chances are pretty slim. Um, Mark Stevenson says, looking to take advantage of Chelsea's plum runner fixtures coming up. Question is, Lukaku or triple down on my Chelsea back line and if a defender, which one would you pick between Asper, Liquetta, Alonso and Christensen? So he's got Mendy and Rudiger in, at the moment in his team so he's basically asking which third one to add Asper, Lukaku or Christensen um, or even Lukaku he's throwing in there. So out of those four, I mean I'll, I'll start first. I think out of the four I'd probably still go Lukaku because i just, I know Chelsea's defense is incredible, and um, we'll probably regularly pick up the ten. But we've already sh- it's already been shown that pretty much any of them can drop out random random game. I can't really see that happening for Lukaku. And in, if the fixtures were were different, I'd probably say the defender. But because the fixtures look so good, I feel like Lukaku will hit a couple of you know that might hit a brace in a game, might hit a hat trick in a the game. There's a high ceiling there with Lukaku, whereas. With the defenders, yeah, Rudiger scored this week, but you're looking at 10 points, aren't you, most of them? Perhaps not for Alonso. I've, I've underlooked Alonso. What, what's your thoughts on Alonso? I, he's so cheap in this game. The, the bottom line is uh, if he's playing every week, we've got to have him, haven't we? Because he's just, that uh, is a mad price.
1: Without doubt, this, this is a, another difficult question. So, so, the fixtures that he's talking about, right, they've obviously got Man City this weekend. Mm. You get to see the lineups, that's good. But then following that, here are, the, here are the games, right? They've got Southampton at home, Brentford away, Norwich at home, Newcastle away, Burnley at home. That's unbelievable. And for a defence as solid as they are, generally they, they like to stat pad as well by knocking the ball around between themselves at the yeah. back. So, you know, they're just absolutely perfect assets for this game. I have, so I'm in his situation. I was in that situation the weekend. I had uh, Chelsea defenders that he talked about, obviously Mendy and goal, uh, but I still chose to bring in Lukaku. Uh, I just think that you saw in the game before that you can quite easily just score a brace despite having a quiet game. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and with the players, with the teams that they've got coming up, uh, I do think that it's going to be difficult to choose a standout option amongst the defenders to captain, whereas with him, you know he's guaranteed to play, uh, and if they're going to be scoring goals, you're thinking they're going to come through him. I know that he didn't get on the score sheet the weekend, but he should have at least got a bonus of some kind, and you know, Kovacic missed a great chance, I think Werner. Fluffed his lines a couple of times when he could have laid him in. Yeah, uh, he he does he does look like the, he's a classic flat track bully, isn't he? Lukaku, a bit like Kane, or a bit like Kane used to be. Probably coming to him a bit later on. Um, but I would I would probably still favour Lukaku. But I would also wouldn't talk you away from having a, an extra defender if you if your budget could stretch that far, or if you wanted to use a transfer on it. Mm. And Alonso just looks out of this world. He's one of those players that when he's performing, when he's playing in the team, uh, he could be 10 million. He'd still be value. I mean, look at the points returns the guys had this season. I've not got them in front of me, but I know that he's had at least three or four, maybe even more than that. Three, probably three at least double figure hauls. He's threatening goals, he's getting assists. I think he's even maybe got shot bonus a couple of times. And with these fixtures coming up, he could feasibly also get some passes occasionally as well, if they really do knock the ball around. So. Mm. Yeah, 7.8, I think he is, which is the same price as like... He's 7.9. Gray, ben Ra- 7.9, 7.96. Around the same price as Gray, Ben Rama, um, Traore, all of those players. And yeah, he's absolutely in my thoughts. And I'm thinking possibly this weekend, I've held on to Webster. I was thinking, is there a way I could maybe like downgrade elsewhere so I could put Webster up to Alonso? Um, you get to see the lineups this week, and I think you get to see the lineups... Again, maybe I'm wrong, but I think you get to see the lineups again either next week or in a couple of weeks' time. So that's the, that's the thing. And again, we'll have to just monitor the Chilwell situation, but it does seem to me as if there's maybe something wrong with Chilwell physically, or he's sort of fallen out with the manager because Alonso's the only defender in that team, I think, apart from maybe Rudiger, who hasn't been rotated at all, mm. which is really unusual, especially given they've got two outstanding wing back options in him and Chilwell. So, yeah. I think there's possibly something going on there. But, um, yeah, if Alonso is going to play these next five or six games, heaven knows how many points he could score. And he's a legitimate captain option as well. I don't know what you think of Alonso, but he's, yeah. he's certainly on my radar.
0: I'm just, I'm so scared to bring him in because of my start and the extra transfers I've had to use. And, I, I'm, you know, so many players just not really turning up. And I know a lot of that's down to luck at the end of the day. Antonio getting a red card, I can't do anything about that. Torres I knew was a rota- you know, had some rotation in him can't complain about that one but you know Calvert Lewis it's just it feels like you want to pick up completely nailed players from now you know in your psyche it's like right I've got I just have nailed players now I can't be dealing with having you know six or seven players but in reality the only one that's really been rotated out of the team for me is, is Torres even Trent I mean I don't have him in my team but have him in my B team for example I had a, an illness thing didn't he and Christensen for one game so it's not that bad really is it and you're right, I just think those those five games how on earth is he not getting an absolute bag full of goals versus like the likes of Norwich and stuff? Uh, he's just going to get so many points isn't he, if, he, if he's playing. Um, I do think with Chilwell it is only a matter of time still and I know this is a common thing that we do as fantasy football managers like a casual manager who just log in, he's on 51 points, top of all defenders see that price and go, are you mad? He'd be straight in the team. They wouldn't even give it a second thought. And you know it's just for me I just feel like if if I go there it will end up being a problem but is it just one of the transfer to fix it maybe it's a problem you can't afford to be without if you know what I mean you can't afford to to miss the boat again similar to the Torres thing which so far I've got wrong but I feel like he's the kind of player where if you miss out it it can really really hurt so out of those three I don't I I think Alonso is probably the 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 best bet because Christensen's yeah, I know he's been getting ten points when he plays usually. Um, didn't didn't this week, but obviously with him and Thiago Silva, it's not a hundred percent clear. He's already got Rudiger and Mendy. And with Asper let's not forget he missed one of the games as well. I don't think he's completely nailed. He is he's 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 definitely a favourite. Um but I think he's like 31, 32 or something now. So, um, Cedar and in Champions League games he'll definitely be playing so you always have to remember that because he's nailed on for the Champions League games the game either side of it is a slight risk for him I think so therefore look, it all leads to Alonso which I can't believe I'm saying <laughs> there we go um, let's move back to the question so uh, Lee Williams says would you move Webster to grey to cover, cover Everton he did have Pickford but he had to replace him um, so yeah, would you bring Gray in for Webster?
1: Um, We're not big fans I've, of Gray over here, are we? No, no. I mean, he almost scored again at the weekend, but he did, I'm yeah. still, I still, he still sits in the. I'm probably going to end up with the egg on my face. I, th- I think he still sits in the flash in the pan category for me a little bit. Uh, he's his stats aren't backing up the the outcomes. Uh, but that said, if Richarlison's going to be injured. DCL is going to be injured. He's probably going to be one of their main attacking threats and he's going to be guaranteed 90 minutes. So he's good enough value. I, as it stands, I'm actually looking at that Wolves versus Everton game and thinking, I've used a couple of transfers. Do I need to be bending a little backwards to bring in a, you know either of their players? Watched both teams playing at the weekend. They were both pretty dismal. Mm. Um, and I don't, I don't see any standout options really from either team. Um, and so I might be penciling that in as a skip so mm-hmm. um, yeah I think with that in mind I, I think if you've got that mo- that money and you would be looking to bring in Gray, I'd be looking towards Ismail Assar before i bring in Gray and they're exactly the same price now I know you're not getting the captaincies out of Assar but he looks like Watford's talisman and they've got good games coming up too so I'd lean more towards Sar than I would towards Gray um, but I'm keen to hear what you think of that one
0: yeah, I, I don't think I'd get Gray. I mean, he's fine. Because I'm sat with Traore on my team, for example. I think they're quite similar. I think Traore had a lot better stats. Um, but then you look at the output. I mean, Traore's got no goals and Gray's got one in every game. It feels... I mean, I'm just moaning again about my luck here. But I think I put him in that similar category and I do that because I think that could easily just switch around. You know, for another three weeks, Gray might not score and then Traore could. And I think maybe there's an element of missing out. I could be wrong. I think he's fine. The fixtures are still Okay. But I'm with you. That Monday, the 1st of November game, the Wolves versus Everton, I honestly believe that if you haven't got anyone in your team from those from those two teams or you want to take someone out or whatever beforehand um, because they're not performing like Markel or whatever, um, I don't think you need to worry about it because I think the Everton-Burnley game showed us that if you haven't got a captain, sometimes it doesn't really matter that much. Now, I know Gray scored. That's great. But we had Calvert-Lewin, who didn't turn up. You know, if you if you did switch to Richarlison like we did, he didn't do anything up front. I know Pickford ended up getting tier two, but what, it's like ten points. So that ten points is is going to be easily made up by a better option over a longer period. That one game doesn't doesn't change anything. You're basically looking for a monster haul, and for me, these these single game days, it can happen. But these are the kind of ones you want to cover. I mean, if that was a Ronaldo single single game day, I wouldn't hesitate to have Ronaldo because he could get that monster haul. Now one of the players could between Wolves and Everton, but it's hard to know which one, and it's not it's not as important to cover. I don't think personally. For me, that's like a if you've got the Wolves goalkeeper or or Pickford's back fit by then, then yeah, stick the armband on him. But I wouldn't wouldn't bust the gut to get them because I think their fixtures. Well, Wolves carry on for a little while to be fair, but Everton's are pretty bad after that as well.
1: So. Um, Everton's fixtures get absolutely disgusting after that. So you've yeah. got Wolves, and then it's immediately they've got Tottenham, Man City, Brentford, Liverpool, Arsenal. Palace then Chelsea yeah it's not good is it it's not good it's not no, good so I'd be tempted to hold probably him the period. Now, to
0: be honest the Webster thing I think because oh, yeah. cause that's what you're doing right so I'd be tempted to hold him
1: I'm tempted to hold um, hold Webster yeah uh, although I'm not entirely sure I, I could possibly see myself if I want to get Alonso in I'm going to have to downgrade a midfielder and I've still got Torres so there's a chance I could bring in someone like Gallagher maybe to cover the Monday night and right swap Webster for Alonso. But yeah, I'm still gonna keep my ear to the ear to the ground on what's going on with Webster's injury. Obviously he's probably not going to be back this week this upcoming weekend, but given the international break, he could be back after that and there I think he's a season keeper if yeah, if he's he back from then.
0: He very much is for me. And he did say after the international break, now if it is one more week then you know it's one more week. But I guess you have to ask yourself, will you want to bring Webster back in? And if you, if the answer is yes, then is it worth a transfer for someone than a transfer back for three or four games not capped into that low budget? Probably not. I mean, you could argue last week, maybe, because it would have been an extra game. Like, I mean, I did it to Mark Allen. It's failed miserably almost straight off the bat. So I'd be tempted to keep now, personally. Um, Mikey Yu says, uh, what do you do if you own Pickford and Richarlison? Move them on and for who? Um... Richarlison, I mean he's injured, I've already moved him on, you moved him on as well, I think you do move him on. If it's the same price bracket, then I think the obvious ones, although he might be injured as well, are just Banford and Antonio. They're both around the same price, probably wouldn't look look anywhere else to be honest. If you're going up, then obviously you know Lukaku's about to come into some really good games and um, I don't think there's too many other forwards I'd look at, apart from maybe Kane or Son, if you can get there, which we're going to talk about in a bit. Pickford, I think you just get rid of him um, because I just don't think he's a good option, personally. I don't think the Everton defence is, is particularly good and I don't think Pickford's that good of an option. I understand why people went there because the fixtures were decent and he covered captain days, so fair enough. But as a pick for a long-term hold for the Sky team, I, I wouldn't hold him, so that's where it changes. I think you can just get rid of him and, and not worry about it. I don't think he's going to punish you. Um so, I, again, we've already mentioned the goalkeepers. Personally, I'd look to either go up to Mendy if he's back fit or or down to Raya, and I think those are the two best options right now. What, what do you think?
1: I totally agree. I think the two options that you've pointed out are probably the standout ones at the moment, um, and I'm struggling really to see past those, possibly mm. possibly Ramsdale. Again, we've talked about Ramsdale, but... Yeah, if yeah, you need they're, coverage, they're, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're the two. Yeah.
0: Uh, FPL sky addict says I know it's fairly common amongst engaged sky managers to not switch the mids in the mid price range but is this something to reconsider if we target blocks of good fixtures on one or two of these so I think he's talking about like what you were saying going for SAR now you know switching out you know, Ben Rama or trial or whoever out and, and switching them around uh, what do you think about that
1: yeah I would say I would see within reason um, what you what you also need to be aware of is that this season You're going to be switching your strikers around more than ever because we've just got those, Mm. those four, well three and a half at the moment because Kane hasn't turned up, but those big options up front. Mm. So uh, I think if you start, if you're going to start rotating your strikers, and now you're also thinking, well, can I rotate my midfielders too? You'll quickly find that you're racing through transfers at a rate that you probably aren't comfortable with. Yeah. And if what I would say is well, if you're bringing in a player who's, you know, in the sevens price wise you know even if it is someone at 7.87.9 region you're probably not wanting to be spending your transfers in that space because the gains are fairly limited and the thing is with players like sar with players like gray um, even Traore, it's not that easy to predict when they're going to when they're going to score when mm. they're going to contribute they're they're two point merchants so you can pencil them in for say 15 20 two pointers if they're going to play the game in a season but when they haul could be could be dotted around quite you know quite sporadically. I remember um, Ismail Assar the last time he was in the Premier League absolutely bossed Liverpool when they were I think Liverpool were unbeaten to the, in the season to that point. Yeah, he ends up scoring a brace, man of the match, the whole lot. Um, and these players are capable of doing that. <laughs> you know, even when the fixtures don't look great. Um, so I'd, I'd I'd be tempted to if there's a real standout run. So. You know, if you're looking at, let's say you've got, uh, I'm trying to think, if you've got a team that have got Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, um, Man United, say in the next five, and the other player's team has Norwich, Burnley, Leeds, Brentford, Watford, that kind of run, then yeah, I I can understand it, but... It's a long season and once you start making transfers within your midfield and you don't actually need to you'll mm. quickly get to February, March when you're actually looking to try and bring players in for two for none with captain season you've not got the transfers left to do it so yeah. caution that's what I urge. Yeah I
0: think, we, I think it's better to try and just keep them long term in that area to be honest with you. Try, by all means try and identify who you think is the best options long term early and, and, and get on them and uh, make the transfers now. You know, If you think Sar's going to be the best player at that price across the season, which he he might well be, um, then 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 go for it, um, and why not while the fixtures are still good? You could argue he's just missed the best one, um, but but otherwise try to avoid. I mean, for me Gallagher, I think it, Although the fixtures are bad to begin with Mbomo Embe- em- I don't even know how to say his name I've been co- listening to Mark now so um, from Fantasy Football Scout so he's, he's entered em- like Emblemo, my I think it is yeah Embeomo. So he-, he calls him Mbomo so it always enters my mind to try and say <laughs> it like that um, he's just so cheap as well he's 7.2 million At the end of the day he's a midfielder playing up front so like you said he's it's, it's a two point merchant he's going to be two points most weeks but there's going to be a week where he scores and gets man of the match and suddenly he fills that gap with like a you know, 15 pointer or whatever um, so I, I kind of like him as well Um Sort of just leaving them in. So I think Gallagher and him are good two players to, to enable you to do so much more with your defenders and your and your attackers. Yeah. And then a, and then a player around that seven point eight million that you can be flexible with, because there's so many players at that price. Trial Ray, Saar, Ben Rama. There's many others. Gray. Uh, there's loads of them. Um, it seems a pretty good option to me. Um, Neil Sky FF21 do you reckon it's worth a sub from Gilmore to Wee, just for next Sunday as I don't want Kane or anyone from Arsenal and wouldn't touch walls with a barge pole uh, really happy with the other 10 of my team so I don't want to use any more transfers than I need to um, so he's got no cap- captain coverage so I'm just going to bring out the fixtures here um, how do I do that again, there we go let's have a look at them quickly, for remind myself what the names are, he says he doesn't want Kane I think that's where most people will be going to be fair yeah
1: yeah um yeah i mean ellie looked quite good i've had him he's only got you know he's not exactly torn up trees he's got a few points but nothing ex nothing outstanding um yeah i can i can see the merit in it i mean gilmore got a tackle bonus tier two at the weekend mm. as long as he's starting that team you'll see before you have the chance to bring in Yunusi on Sunday that he's going to be if if Gilmore's played I think if Gilmore's back on the bench saying and Norwich get a result and they look good then may, maybe if, if if you hear something from the manager that suggests that he's not going to be in the team long term but I think Gilmore's a decent enough pick at that price and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be rushing to get him out if he's going to be starting um, that said I do think Yunusi is a good budget pick if you're absolutely bargain basement desperate to get the cheapest option you possibly can into the midfield then then yeah um, but if you're bringing someone in to captain them I probably wouldn't be looking at Elianisi, I'd maybe be looking pro- I think all roads probably do lead back to Kane yeah. there's been a lot of discussion about, oh well, can you cover this person, you know, can you cover it with him here can you cover it with him there if you just look at the fixtures, the next three weeks at least are all Kane Kane stands out as the best captaincy option on that day and all it takes is for, the, for Spurs to get a, dodgy penalty and for him to trundle one into the goalkeeper's hands and there you are there's an 18 point captain straight off the bat so (laughs) yeah i i would urge you to go back to the drawing board and think about it a little bit before you decide that you're avoiding Kane. um but i appreciate he's done absolutely nothing for for us to be Mm. you know advocating for him right now
0: yeah i would just say if you don't want Kane, fair enough um but i wouldn't try and just force another captain in to cover it on that day i'd just ignore the day if you don't want any of the players because you are, I mean, Elinousi is probably going to get, I mean, let's assume he starts for, For a, I mean, he may not. I know you get to see the lineup on that day. But uh, he may not start it. And even if he does, the likeliest score, you know, is two points double to four. And yeah. um, it's not a problem really, is it? It's all about covering Kane on that day or not covering Kane. Um, so I, I wouldn't force it in just for that. And I think Gilmore over the season probably outscores Elinousi. Because I, I think Gilmore will play more games than him. Um, I could be wrong because he's looked pretty damn well and he's actually pretty high on the XG stats and stuff. So it's just whether he's going to come in and out of the team. I feel like if he'd have scored or got an assist in this little period, then he'd have helped cement his, his place. Do you know what I mean? And because he's not, the manager might be tempted to just sort of change it up to see if he can if he can get somewhere else. But they've been playing well and they've been getting results. So, you know, maybe he likes what he's bringing to the team. Um,
1: yeah, just on early, early Newsy, there's a couple of games on tonight and... He's on the bench, and they've rotated the full team. Uh, okay. Some of the main players, so like Ward Prowse and uh, yeah, Ward Prowse, Bednarek, that kind of Adams and stuff are on the bench. So you know, maybe he is looking good. Yeah, uh, looking good. And their run of fixtures is good too. So they've got, uh, well, they got Wolves, then they have got Chelsea, but they've got Leeds, Burnley, Watford, Villa, I think after that. So it does get quite good for them. Um, but I would also just say he's clearly six point whatever he is for a reason, six point two, six point three. So uh, you 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 know what you're getting when you bring in a player of that that cheap. If he if he does end up dropping at the team, uh, and Gilmore continues to play, and you've spent the budget that you've managed to gain from that transfer elsewhere, then you've you've kind of very 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 short on options. So that's something I was cognizant of when I brought him in.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on to uh, FPL underscore JPB. It's my first season doing Sky. I spent a few years uh, in the FPL community. Interested to hear which players you think are viable for Sky, which might tend to ignore in FPL, e.g. is Jorginho a decent shout? Um, yeah, so that some of our earlier uh, pods as well cover like the basics of the game, so I'd, I'd advise you to go check those out, uh, FPL JP, JPB, tongue twister. Um, they are on the other YouTube channel I believe on Fantasy Football Scouts main YouTube channel before we switched over they give some of these some of the feedback around that area but yeah there are plenty of options that are viable around the midfield usually who can offer alternatives and give us the passing and tackle bonus I mean Gilmore's one of them that, that's kind of put his, his hat in the ring but this season I think they're a little bit underwhelming so far the cheaper ones there don't seem to be any really sticking their hand up too much to me even the likes of Indeedy at 7.5 is quite popular not particularly good at the moment Um and uh, the likes of the Man City guys, the Liverpool guys, so I'm talking the Tiagos, your Rodries, the people like that who will almost guaranteed to get it um, seem to be getting rotated a little bit too much. So with the real pull of these guys is the fact that they play every single week and they hit that four or five points every single week. And at the moment, they're not doing that because they're not in the team. So right now, I, I don't like anyone for that sort of role, particularly. I'd say Gilmore's probably the closest, closest and even he's been rotated and not hit it every week.
1: Yeah, Jorginho, maybe it's an option still. But he's a bit more expensive, so yeah, probably wouldn't go there. I think yeah, as you say, Gilmore is probably the one who's standing out at the moment as that as that kind of cheap fodder midfielder. Yeah. Who Roméo seven seven,
0: Roméo seven yeah. seven is the other one that you could look at, but I think he's seven seven uh, anyway.
1: Your shout of uh, your shout of Emblemo, I think, is actually quite tempting. I I don't know if you saw the highlights in the game that we kind of watched. Yeah, very good. He could have, he could have had a brace, like I think he hit the cross, like literally hit the stanchion between the post and the bar um, towards the end of the game, which would have given him a, which would have given him a a brace and could have probably taken man of the match off Tony as well. So he's, 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 he's tempting. He's tempting for sure. So he's pretty cheap as well. So um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of options I think around the cheap midfielders, but certainly beyond Gilmore, I don't see many that are going to be consistent bonus can I hang your hat on them getting mm. four or five points a week it doesn't look like that's going to be the case you're going to have to go for someone who's going to have to get goals
0: yeah and the, and the thing with Chelsea is they've now got that Sal guy haven't they so they've got four midfielders two Chelsea yeah. chopping and changing already especially around the Champions League we still haven't seen whether he's got penalties or not Jorginho I still think it's probably going to be Lukaku Um which changes things again. So, right now, I just avoid all in that area and maybe just look for the cheap ones who are doing all right with the goals. So, yeah, the likes of Saar, at least he's got penalties and stuff to feed back on shots on target. He's, you know, he's man of the match. If, if Watford win, he's going to get man of the match pretty much every game, I would have thought. And yeah, um, Embuemo is only 0.3% owned in the top 1K and 045 overall. It's really, really cheap and really, really low owned. And I've got his points up on the screen. And as Nile was saying, these guys, they are just two-point machines at the end of the day. Despite him looking great, he's got two points, one, two, three times in a row, then a one-pointer, then an eight-pointer. So didn't even, <laughs> didn't even get that many points this week despite looking great. And that's the problem with these guys. But he will fill that role of just sitting in there and, and allow you to do other things, I think. Um, okay, Scooby Jew says, with Torres missing out of the weekend and now starting midweek, is it time to bin him off as 9.1 million... Uh, It's a lot of money, essentially, and there's some other good options out there. So should I free up the cash? Now, this is a real tough one, I think.
1: I'm going to hand it to you. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, (laughs) So as as of recording, I think he's just scored and he has been subbed off with 20 minutes to go. So I don't know what that says for the weekend. The good thing is we'll see the lineups. So, you know, you're going to see the lineups at the weekend, half 11. If he's not on the team, then you've got a decision to make. If he isn't the team, you keep him, I think because he he's clearly capable of um of scoring he's gonna be playing in the number nine role for, for city. we've gone over the reasons you know the virtues of having him, but we did also say that there's a huge risk of rotation um and i do I do worry about him um, it's, t- it's difficult. he's the one who's given me most sleepless nights in the team, but I think that with the three Big strikers, you know, being I think is going to be a requirement soon for for those of us who don't have it. Um, I, if, you, if you're sitting there with a midfielder of nine point one who's just not delivering the business and he's been rotated and you can't captain him, then I can see the merits in downgrading him to someone cheaper to free up that budget to then invest in the rest of your team. So if it, if, if put this, if he's not starting at the weekend, I'll be I'll be seriously thinking about his place in my team. Um, although they've got good games coming up after that, I just don't know if I can keep him, and he's he's not going to be taking the armband anytime soon either. So, yeah, and I, I know it's another on the fence answer, but it just depends on the circumstances and what happens in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, um, Torres was there because you know he he just scored a 19 point hole. He's playing up front. He's their only striker. They had a few good games in, in amongst some bad ones, and uh, he's not delivered in the game. So it's not just the fact that you got. Bench the other day it's because he he hasn't delivered I suppose at the end of the day now that could change at any point but the next two games are really really tough and for me I think you either get off him now depending on what you need to do with your team so that 9.1 million there's so many defenders around that probably like Varane and even dropping down to the likes of Matip, Christensen, the Chelsea defenders they're all around that price so if you can switch him to one of those defenders they're going to outscore Torres over the season anywhere I would say even if he plays up front it's probably going to be you know, so we we're pretty close. Um, so I'd just do that, but I'm going to hold him myself because I'm prepared to accept the fact that he might not even play against the big teams. It might be Kevin De Bruyne up front in a false nine versus Chelsea and Liverpool, but for, just for that run afterwards, because I'm stubborn. I want to see, I want to see him start up front against one of these, you know, the minnows and and hit me a haul before I even think about it. So I'm going to leave him in, uh, and it's going to come rubbish. now. I tell you,
1: <laughs> it's going to come. Come on, man! Like, come on! <laughs> Your stubbornness is not helping you. Um, well, okay, while we're on the subject of stubbornness, and I don't mean to to hit you with the hurts, but what are you doing about Ronaldo? Everyone wants to hear it.
0: <laughs> well, I will be getting Ronaldo at some point. It's just that it's the fixtures for Man United, I'm going to bring them up on my screen, are dreadful essentially. Um, they're right at the bottom of the ticker. So They're playing to Aston Villa, that's a decent game, home to Everton. Yeah, okay, they could do decent in that game. And then away to Leicester. Maybe they're not that bad, are they? Leicester are horrific at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, it's Liverpool, Tottenham, Man City. And it's it's not a particularly good run for a little while. So I feel like I can maybe get away with it and have uh, Kane, Lukaku, you know, Salah in and amongst and, and do fine. But after that, he'll be coming in. Because I wanted to see what, it, what he looked like. I wanted to see whether I could cover him with other options for a few weeks. And it hasn't worked. And the thing with Ronaldo is he's hitting that shots on target all the time, isn't he? He's hitting the shots bonus, which, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's through the roof. So you could argue he could have had some penalties as well. Um, So it could have been even worse. Uh, I feel like some of Ronaldo's goals were pretty lucky, I think, because he's kind of shot straight at the keeper or he's got rebounds and stuff. But by the same breath, he could have had some more penalties. So it could have been even worse for me. Um, and yeah, I'll be getting him in, but I am still going to be stubborn and wait until at least after the Man City game and, and beyond. I haven't got the ticker further out uh, than that at the moment. I can't remember where it is, but um, he'll be coming back in at some point, just just not yet. So it's going to be another three weeks of pain, probably, or even six weeks. Um, do you think I should just bin that, bin that, and just get him in?
1: Uh, ah, no, I think I think probably no it's quite difficult, but. Um... Because I think you've obviously made the decision to go with two big hitters for now. So it would require moving someone else in your team. Well, Torres down, would have to come out. Yeah, Torres. Torres would have to come out. And, then and it's move.
0: the obvious answer. It's, it's the obvious yeah. answer to put Torres down to a cheap midfielder. I mean, I don't have Gallagher. So I could have Gallagher come in and then I could you know, raise one of my forwards. But again, I'm Antonio sat on my team. I've kept him and he's going to he's gonna deliver for me while everyone's got rid of him, I'm telling you.
1: Well, he, he certainly could. And obviously you've got a. Captain option already this weekend in, in Marcal, presuming he plays. And then uh, <laughs> my, understand, my understanding is that you don't need Kane because Antonio could cover you the next couple of weeks after that, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, there's there's a there's a 12 million sized hole in your team if you're not getting Kane and you could have Ronaldo instead.
0: No, nah, no, I am getting Kane in that team. It's Salah that's going yeah, okay, out. Kane, okay. Yeah, Salah Salah's that's coming out. out. Sal- Salah versus Watford is not going to be in my team. That is going to be another pain, earmarks,
1: fixture. I, from I'm with- going to be. I'm gonna be the same and that's the thing, and you look at Salah's returns, the guy you put your captain you put the armband on him, right? And you just don't even bother watching the football, no. turn it back on later, and you've got you've got somewhere between twenty and thirty five points. It's <laughs> it's ridi- it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And to think that we're gonna be avoiding him when he's got Watford, right? What is this game all about? But then if you don't have if you, you have him you're gonna to have to sacrifice on Lukaku against whoever he's got, Southampton or Norwich and then Kane's got these captain games, and this is where I I really think the case for having three strikers, big strikers, is is huge. Um, there's going to be a lot of sleepless nights for everyone this season with with the the big players that are that are, that are capable of getting big hauls. But if you've only got two at the four, then ah, it's gonna It's just going to make life very tricky. So yeah. I wish you good luck.
0: <laughs> well, my B team is actually. Um, I think it's even higher than your A-team at the moment. So, And that has got the three pr- um, premiums up front. It's got the money for it. So, although I'm talking about the A-team in, in, in this podcast, um, I'm going to transition seamlessly at some point and you're not going to notice I'm just going we start talking about my B-team because that has had Ronaldo as captain. It's had some bad luck as well, don't get me wrong. I bought in Lorente in that team and he got injured within 20 minutes. And um, it, yeah, there's, there's been some dodgy stuff going on there as well, but... <laughs> It's, uh, it's doing all right. So the three premium up front looks the better option at the moment. Uh, and on that note, the final question we've got is from FPL Hambo, and he says, are you going to transition to the three premium? So the three premium strikers up front. I love that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> That's good. The problem? the problem he's got is that he'd have to lose Virgil van Dijk to be able to do it, but he says he's not sure he can drop the big guy.
1: What yeah. do you think? Difficult, difficult. I'm sure he's got other players in his team that you can downgrade. Listen, if he waits till this weekend, you'll get another injury. You'll be you'll be absolutely fine. He wanted like to take out Van Dyke or take someone else <laughs> out instead. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you could you could downgrade Van Dyke to uh, maybe a, a Chelsea defender. But I wouldn't want to take Van Dyke if you had him. Um, I really wouldn't. Know. To, to answer the first part of his question, the three I think is what's going to be known from now on on this podcast is is. The way I, I'm, I'm definitely going to go on both my teams, um, and I think it, I think it is the way to go. Just as I, as I've just outlined before about the fact that you're going to have to miss so many games where the player is going to be highly captained and could haul hugely. So, yeah, I think I think for sure. Um, in terms of Van Dyke, the games do get a little bit trickier, and I've not been blown away by Liverpool's certainly not their possession stats again at the weekend i think he fell short um so that's maybe something to to have a look at but i think what are they maybe the bottom bottom half maybe lower end of the of the fixture ticker. yeah the lower end of the fixture ticker um but i still i still think if you've got van dyke and he's playing every game he's returning they're keeping clean sheets i wouldn't i wouldn't be in a rush to take him out i'd look at you i'd look at other parts of your team to see if i could make the saving i wouldn't be taking it Van Dyke.
0: yeah no, I do agree, but what you touched on there about Van Dyke's is a good point, really. He got passes tier 2 and a clean sheet versus Norwich. Now, I think the clean sheet versus Norwich was pretty lucky, to be fair, but he got it. Uh, versus Burnley, again, I thought that was a really lucky clean sheet. He didn't get passing in that game, 2 0, fair enough. Versus Chelsea, he got passes tier 2, but they had a red card. Um, so that's obviously affected the game, didn't get a clean sheet he then picked up a clean sheet versus Leeds didn't get passing now to be honest that's not really an issue because rarely teams get it against Leeds just because of their style Um, so I wouldn't really worry there but then again home to Palace 3-0 now he got the clean sheet Um, again some could argue slightly fortuitous but I thought that was probably a little bit more deserved that one Um, and then he picked up an assist which is great but he's not going to do that particularly often and he didn't get passing in that game so for 10.2 million if he's not going to be getting the passing, which could change, I don't think he's worth the money. Is the, is the bottom line because there are, I think he probably, he possibly is worth the money, but there's other options that are getting the passing bonus and that are cheaper. So therefore, they are better options, and um, and having that three premium up front is it, it definitely looks the way to go. So, as much as I hate to say it, I think if that is his only option, then you know getting rid of him before he plays the likes of the likes of Brentford and and Man City who look pretty good and then he's got Man United as well in the next four. Uh, It it looks probably a a pretty good time. So, get it done. (laughs) Get it done. Unless you've got other options. You said it, not me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Other other, other options first, I would say, but, um, yeah, I I think you make a strong case. The fact they didn't get passing bonus at home to Burnley, at home to Palace. Yeah. And the alarm bell is surely ringing a little bit on that front because, you know, let's go back reverse a couple of seasons ago, you'd you you'd be getting 90 passes, yeah. 100 passes in games like that. So that's that's something to, to monitor, at least, if, uh, for those of us who don't have any local defenders in terms of who we're going to bring in in the long term.
0: Yeah, I'd, I know they've had some injuries in midfield and they've not been able to play their first choice midfield, but I would have thought, if anything, their passing would actually go up when they've got the likes of Tiago in there, who was just like an absolute pass merchant. They've you know, got Fabinho and, uh, and him... In centre midfield, I'd expect Van Dijk's passing numbers to, to go right up. Um, so maybe that does change in the future when they
1: sort that out. Uh, and that's not yeah, a I think the argument with Thiago is that he maybe slows the game down a little bit. So well, yes, he think does pass he get the more balling. But yeah, in possibly, possibly. Well, ob- I think obviously not. Palace. That's the thing. No, no, Palace, Palace have maybe not gone back as far as the Burnley game, but they did have a bit of a makeshift midfield, but. Certainly, Palace have been keeping the ball a bit more. They so have. Maybe we're judging Palace by by standards of a couple of, of Roy Hodgson standards, basically. Mm. Um, but speaking about Palace, speaking about possession, speaking about defenders, do we think that Duffy or, or the Brighton defence, who I imagine a lot of people looked to in the, um, in the absence of Webster, who has been transferred out by a lot of teams, I'm not sure that they will actually even pick up passing against Palace on that Monday night game coming up, and, you know, if they don't, you're lying on a clean sheet, and Palace have been looking decent enough going forward, so I'm actually think, if I if I am to cover that game, I'm probably veering more towards the Gallaghers than I am towards the Brighton defenders, although I think Duffy still remains a good option, and is if anyone hasn't made the move yet from Webster or is looking for a deep defender, um, Potter came out over the weekend, and said some pretty positive things about Duffy that they didn't look for a replacement for White during the summer because they knew Duffy was coming back. Amazing because he he looked like Bambi on Stilts, I think, <laughs> when he played for Celtic last year. Um but he's played really well so far, so he could be could be could be a decent enough option going forward long term. Maybe he's nailed himself down in that team. But yeah, long way of saying it, but I, I not sure Brighton are going to be an absolute stick-on for passes against Palace on Monday. Yeah, I agree. Usually it works
0: the other way around. They look fantastic in Scotland and they come to England and it, and it doesn't quite work out. We were in yeah, a... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. <it> <laughs> I wasn't trying to stick the knife in, honestly. Um, no, no, that's all right. Yeah. Well, no, Rob, Um, Robertson even play in Scotland? Just because he's Scottish, I'm yeah, he assuming did. he did. Because he came from Hull originally, he did. he didn't
1: played he? for he played for Dundee United. Then he went right, down right. to... Oh, yeah, but I mean, listen. We just talked
0: about Van Dijk. Remember, Van Dijk played for he did. for a number of years. He did, yeah. And uh, Tierney is, is finally sort of coming good, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, I think I'm with you though for that game. Just off on a tangent, I think um, I'd love to have Zaha or, or Edouard for that game. I feel like they could get a really big haul in that. I, I'm not sure the passing bonus is nailed. I think clean sheets are ropey for either side. I mean, it could be a bore off because Palace do. Struggle to score at the end of the day most of the time, despite having a lot of the ball. And Brighton are similar; they usually have quite a lot of the ball and, and can't really actually get the goals. But it feels like a game that the likes of Zaha could could light up as usual. So I, I you know, given the given the choice, I'd go for him. The problem is he's a striker and, and obviously Edward as well. So yeah, Gallagher it will be probably. Who's also looking pretty damn good to be fair. Um, let's uh, let's do the preview then, mate, and and look at this week and obviously any plans or or anything you've noticed in the fixtures. Um, that we, we should take note of. Um, first of all, I mean, there's two 12:30 games. I know one of them got moved for um, some sort of concert or something. I can't remember what it was now. But we've got two games at 12:30, which is Man United, Villa, Chelsea, Man City. So we get to see all four lineups, which is a rare treat um, for an early, an early game. So, is anything in those lineups going to affect your decisions? I guess I guess it's hard to to say now without seeing them. But for example, if Torres isn't in the team for this game, are you going to be doing anything with him?
1: Yeah exactly i think the chelsea man city game that's where the lineups will be most interesting i think obviously man united you'd expect them to line up as they usually do um but yeah it'll be it'll be torres i'll be looking to i think some people will be thinking about mendy what's the situation with him is he going to be back um and then you've got the, the the usual rotation with both teams so um who, who lines up in defense for either side mm. uh, I'm thinking more chelsea christensen what happens with him that's going Um but yeah, Torres. Torres will be where my eyes will turn, and if he's not starting, I'll probably have a look and see uh, what Alonso is doing. If he's sitting on the bench, or if he's starting, because <laughs> there's definitely a case to be made there for a for a move for a move to Alonso. Um, although two yeah, points so, is probably
0: the expected return in that game. Well, right? do you that, think Chelsea will get a clean true. sheet?
1: Mm, no, I, I, I suspect they probably won't. But he's. You know he's so advanced. He's playing like a he's playing like a winger. So he could get attacking returns. He's I wouldn't rule him out in any game right
0: now. No, I suspect that a a popular transfer that day will actually be because I I think Kevin De Bruyne has got a good chance of playing false nine simply because he's done it so often in the big games that he's he's deployed him there and he's played him again Kevin De Bruyne midweek here. So he's clearly trying to get some minutes behind him in preparation for this game. Now I think a lot of it has got to do with the fact of. uh, if whether Gundogan's fit, because I think he's still potentially not, he's potentially injured. If he's out, then I think that Kevin De Bruyne will be in midfield and Torres will be up front. And maybe there's an element of, the end of the day, what Pep's tried in these games hasn't worked of late. That Kevin De Bruyne up front, up front thing hasn't really worked. So part of me thinks, will he do it again because he's quite stubborn at the end of the day? Chelsea keep the ball so much that he wants to just get as many midfielders in to try and keep the ball and play them at their own game, which he's tried before. Um, or will he, will he try something different? Will he try to put Torres up front and catch them on the break? Which I think would be the better option and play De Bruyne in midfield, especially if Gundogan is injured. So I think a lot hinges on that. But at the end of the day, we get to see the lineups, And I think that a popular transfer will be, if he's not playing, Torres out for either uh, a Chelsea defender, Alonso, like you say, or even Saar, because they play at three o'clock home to Newcastle. He's off the back of a massive haul. Newcastle can't defend. And if you don't have him in your team, it just seems an obvious move to me um, yep. to get him in or yep. to fix the problem. So, yeah, I, I have sorry in my B team, and that's why it's doing pretty well um, because of last week. So I don't have to worry there. For my A team, if Torres isn't playing, I'm probably still going to keep him like I already suggested. Um, but I may be tempted because I, in that team, I don't actually have any coverage for the Palace-Brighton game to get to leave him and then obviously just bring in Gallagher on the Monday night for him or something. I'm not quite sure. Um, the other games, Leicester-Burnley. I mean, there's nothing really to talk about there, is there? Both teams are pretty horrific at the moment. I don't think many people have got players from from those Teams, I, I suspect most people will be on Ronaldo captain. Is that what you're going to be doing? Man United home to Villa?
1: Probably yes, probably. But Salah again is a huge, huge threat, and I think in your A team, you know, I'm guessing you are probably going to be on Salah. But yeah, I think at the moment it's it's on Ronaldo. But I mean, it's, it's difficult to look past Salah in any game. It is. Brentford have looked
0: really good, and it's half five. But I just think at the end of the day, it's Salah and it's Liverpool, and the wheels are bound to yeah. come off Brentford at some point. I mean, I don't, I don't think they've played a team quite as good as Liverpool yet. Um, but Ronaldo at home, I know Villa, Villa's defence has not been that bad. It's been OK. He's going to get the shots bonus, isn't he, though? That's the thing. You know that you have already can rely on that. Um, maybe Man United haven't had a penalty so far this season and they could have potentially had one and <laughs> the other way. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets one in this game. The referee's just making up for it. Uh, for me, yeah, it's on Salah at the moment. But again, I'm tempted to go by the Antonio. But I did this last time: did Antonio oh. over Ronaldo. Ronaldo gets a brace, man. The match and Antonio gets sent off. But but Antonio versus Leeds is that not a really good game for him? I mean, they've got no defenders or anything. I feel like he could absolutely destroy them.
1: He could, he could. Um, but I, I do. I would. Even if I had Antonio, I think I'd probably still go to. I think it's probably still good to Salah. Even you know in your situation if you're not got Ronaldo. Um but no, there's there's definitely a case to be made for Antonio, but I don't know, man. I'm just <laughs> You've got to stick with the big hair. Salah Salah I think you talked about Ronaldo's shots bonus. I was just checking there. Salah's had shot bonus in every single game this season.
0: Okay. Lovely. So okay.
1: Both both of those players are starting on four. Ronaldo's probably starting on five. Um and yeah, Antonio was good, but He's starting on two, so no, he's not. Right. Look, his price he is confusing is, people. Oh, his stats
0: are up there with the best of
1: them. His stats, are, his stats are good. His stats are good, but you know, even in the game that he got sent off, he, he didn't do anything. He, it was the ninety-fifth minute he got sent off, never, And I think he had one shot on target, that maybe even none, hadn't really threatened the goal at all. And that was against Southampton. So
0: that's not going to happen versus Leeds, is it? It's going to be a basketball match.
1: You would hope, You would hope so. You would hope so. <laughs> Listen, I think, I'm, I think Antonio could score big, but. I think Salah and Ronaldo will score big. And that's
0: the difference. Yeah. Uh, well, at the end of the day, I'm talking a big game. My captain's on Salah right now, so there you go. <laughs> um, I, I just, I'm just getting it in there. So when Antonio halls, I can say, I told you so. See, this yeah. is the, this is the trick to podcasting. Now you go to, I'm like, getting
1: blamed for Rashad soon. Yeah. Antonio. <laughs> exactly. Calls, yeah. Man.
0: Exactly. Um, uh, Everton at home to Norwich. I suppose not many people have got many a- assets there anymore. I wouldn't consider capturing any of them, even though Norwich are clearly a game to target. And if you've got any Everton player whatsoever, despite them looking awful the other day, I wouldn't be surprised if they get points in this game. To be fair, I don't think anyone would, the way Norwich have been playing. Um, I suppose. I suppose the thought process though behind the Salah thing is Brentford. I mean, they have looked really tight. They are going to they are gonna try to win this 1-0, aren't they? 0-0, nil, nil, essentially. That That is what their whole game plan is. Now, whether they're successful or not is a completely different matter. Man United at home to Villa. Yeah, you could argue Villa will play defensive and on the counter, but I think they will try to offer something. I mean, they spent a lot of money. They're, they're close to a top 10 side. They should be trying to give Man United a game, if you see what I mean. Whereas Brentford have yeah. got no reason to try and give Liverpool a game whatsoever. So I think if I had both, I'd probably just edge towards Ronaldo because I feel like he... He's just, the, you know, he's, he's going to be picked by most people, I suppose, it's probably the slightly better fixture. Just, just, for the, uh, maybe not the slightly better fixture, but because it's a home game, and the home games have just been so good so far, that's the main reason for me. But yeah, mine will be Speed Salah, and I hope he can outscore Ronaldo. We'll see. Um, on Sunday, the 26th of the September, uh, currently, if I was just to go with my team how it is at the moment, it would be uh, Trioro as captain, which uh, is a guaranteed four-pointer. So. I'm going to be bringing in Harry Kane and it's going to be for Salah which I think is a popular move that people have put down. I think if you're on the thremium a lot of people have looked at maybe taking Ronaldo out of this point instead. Um, but I'm going to go for Kane. I Spurs have been pretty dreadful. Kane's looked pretty bad. But this is a derby game. He loves scoring against Arsenal. Not that that should matter. But more than that he's just a quality player who, who is on the pitch and therefore like you said just takes one penny. One off his shin. One shooting opportunity. And and um, he's going to get points. And I have no doubt in my mind that, yeah, Kane might not hit the um, the heights of last season because he had a real standout season. And obviously they've got a new manager, so things are slightly different. But there's no way Kane just completely drops off the radar for me. He's still, and If he's fit, um, and, and I use that term loosely with Kane, because we know that he takes a long time to come back from injury sometimes. And I know at the beginning of the season he wasn't quite right. He's had a few games it's just going to take a moment for him to click and this little run is the time to get him because he he just offers a captain choice for so many more weeks coming up in the next three or four weeks and even if he doesn't do it in this one or the next one he's going to do it in one of them and it's going to hurt so I'm going to get Harry Kane in
1: Yeah, I mean if you were if you were born yesterday with only this season's kind of games to go by you would be a, you wouldn't be going anywhere near Harry Kane but we all know what he can do mm. and he's going to be highly owned i think after this weekend highly captained you can try and be smart i think and you can probably find a way to navigate through the next few weeks without him but yeah i mean yeah, it's, it's, it's got, Antonio. It's probably, the, if you've it's got, got antonio it, yeah, exactly. you can
0: you can avoid it basically but
1: definitely definitely that and that's and that, that's the that's the way to go i think if you've if you've got antonio and you're absolutely adamant you're not bringing in kane then yeah but if you've if you've not got antonio and you're also trying to find a way to not have kane you're going to be performing contortions and trying to squeeze yourself into tight spaces, I think, over the next the next few weeks uh, when it's probably just easier to get him. At the moment, my armband is on El Unussi, but that's simply because Salah hasn't played yet. And when he does play on Saturday, I'll probably bring him Kane on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I, I've got a feeling that Ronaldo and Salah will probably do what they usually do and get a load of points. And then people are going to be really hesitant to make that move on Sunday.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll Absolutely. See. And the thing is, we're talking about injuries. Wouldn't it be... Wouldn't it be nice if maybe Salah or Ronaldo picked up a, a small enough injury that saw them not be able to travel for the international break and maybe miss one or two games after it, so you could bring Kane in in full confidence that you're not going to miss out on that 25-point <laughs> haul from the other one?
0: Yeah, fair. And I think if you can't get to, to Kane, uh, maybe you're not prepared to lose Salah or Ronaldo, maybe maybe you, um, you've you only got enough money for son. Then I. You know, in, in previous seasons I'd have like said don't don't do it, just get Kane. But I think in this season, Sun's shown, you know, off the back of last one as well, to be fair, and the fact that he's 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 scoring more points than Kane at the moment. Looking as lethal as ever. I don't think it's terrible. I think you can go Sun instead and um, you know, potentially you can outscore Kane for a start, but I think you could get close. I don't think there's too much of a of a difference. You I think it's pretty much penalties that swing it. But other other than that, I don't think there's too much between them right now. Yep,
1: fair point. Fair point. Especially if you've not got the budget to go Kane, I don't think so. Yeah,
0: basically I wouldn't make two transfers to turn Sun into Kane, put it that way, but if you just want to have one option, then I think you can go Sun. At the end of the day, these are the kind of plays where if a lot of the top managers are going for Kane and you swing with Sun instead for four weeks at the end of the day if luck's shining on your side you've not only made it up on the casuals who don't bother with a fixed turn like this or a, a, you know all these captaincy options but you've then made it up on the top managers as well and there's these kind of moves that sometimes can benefit you like more often they don't at the end of the day but they can do and um, yeah it's an option I think if you can't afford it. Uh, and then finally Palace Brighton where I don't have any coverage and I'll probably be get finding a way to get Gallagher no doubt I'll have picked up another injury at some point during this games and it'll make my decision for me that's probably what I'll do If not, and say, for example, Markel's been dropped for the Southampton game, which I'm expecting it to happen, and Duffy's starting for Palace, I'm just going to switch Duffy in for him and probably give him the armband. And uh, I'd expect that'll probably be a two-point, a double-to-four, because I think Palace will probably score and he probably won't get passing bonus. But um, I like him as a long-term option, so that's why I'd do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, same here. Undecided, as yet. Don't have coverage for either, because Webster's still injured. Leaning towards Gallagher, but I, I there may be a scenario in which someone mo- someone gets injured, or someone doesn't start at the weekend. and Looks like they're not going to get back in the team, and I can rejiggle on the team, and uh, I'll end up having no option but to bring Duffy in. So, yeah, uh, both, both those options I think will be probably the most captained on either team. But there's also a case you made for Edward. You talked about Zaha. Maybe if you wanted to just have a, a I think gamble, Zaha would be the ice. best. Yeah, 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 and then on the Brighton side some people might also have Sanchez or, or Dunk so uh, and also the new wing back they brought in Cucurella I think his yeah. name is. He, apparently he looked great at the weekend I didn't see the whole game I saw the highlights he was very good he picked up man of the match in Sky too so he might be someone that you look at he's only slightly more expensive than Duffy uh, and still could be value in that Brighton defence
0: or you do you do the big brain play and you get rid of Pickford and you bring in Guita who is who is doing really well, Niall. He's doing well <laughs> for this Palace yeah. side.
1: Yeah, that's, that's true. Look, I, you know what? I think I think you should do that, man. <laughs> Put your money where your mouth is and bring in Greta this week.
0: I tell you, if Mendy's injured for two or three weeks, he might be coming in. God's sake. <laughs> how, how does Mendy just pick up a, a random shoulder injury, man? It's like everyone else's goalkeeper plays like 38 games the season, but I managed to find the one who's going to get rotated
1: throughout the season or... I, uh, I brought him in last year and he got rotated for in a random game. wasn't even injured. Like last yeah. so this season, at least he's at least he's injured. He was rotated for Kepa last season, um, and I was relying on him. But yeah, it, these things happen, I guess. But I think I think if you've got Mendy, I wouldn't be too worried unless he's going to be out for a number of weeks. He's I think he's the best goalkeeper in the game. albeit you're paying a premium for him. But uh, I think that it'll it'll pay off in the long term.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, I think we should wrap it up there then, unless you've got anything else you want to add, any any top tips, anything out there that you want to throw in?
1: Oh no, I've put it all on the table, that's, that's me for this week.
0: <laughs> good man, okay, so we'll end it there, guys. Um, as ever, I'll give a quick nod to the members area. We didn't actually touch on it too much, but we had the ticker up on the screen there um, for you to look at, and that's really helpful just to notice those fixture swings. So, uh, you know, getting off Ronaldo, as we suggested, <laughs> sort of, at some point is a good idea. And, um, and Chelsea obviously with the, the fantastic run they've upcoming I mean I, I've got three I've got four Chelsea assets in my team in my B team I've got five I think maybe six so I'm really hoping this is the point where I catch up um, because of those really juicy fixtures and then obviously all their passing numbers which are in the member stats as well um, will lead you to the to the players such as Christian so you can really top up those points I hope um all right it's a bye, me. bye for me for me. Catch you later, guys.